We're talking no, about what? Wait, can I show you something? Can we start the podcast right? Wait, I want to hold on. Go for it. <laughs> These are my new, like, uh, butterfly. They are butterfly. Like, I don't want to take the wrapping out, but they're amazing. They like wrap up your leg, basically. All the social distance people will see them from everywhere. <laughs> You know, it's to walk from the bathroom to the kitchen and then to my room, basically. That's perfect. And yeah. be fabulous. Look, they go all the way up with, like, lots of butterflies. Are they, like, die-high butterflies or what? They are wrap-around, like, you know, like, the little strappies. Half, yeah. Wait, let's take this out so you can understand better. I literally was waiting all week for them. I'm so excited they arrived today. For anyone listening on audio, she's, do you want to describe them? They're sparkly yeah. pumps that are, are wrapped sparkly. around the leg with a butterfly thing. Wrap around like butterfly. Technically, Alexander McQueen did these like in the 90s. And ever since that collection, I've loved them. And then these are like a copy kind of, well, not a copy, like inspired by. <laughs> Wonderful. I think that's where they came first. And they're like diamonds, like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is like my moment of Bianca-ness to start, to start off the show. I had to wear these for the sunset, you know? Sunset. I haven't actually like done a video on the show that shows where I am. I'm sitting on my terrace. This is my last night on this terrace. Uh, I'm sitting like anyone who doesn't see i'm not using my microphone this time um <laughs> oh yeah you aren't i forgot i was wondering why it sounded different oh yeah i hope it sounds okay i mean i um, think so but you should know so i hear you okay hold on and then everyone else will be fine but yeah what? this is my last night uh no, but if you hear me, everyone else will. Uh, this is my last night in Correa's. I've been here since March, I think, 10th, something like that. Like, whenever the day, the crazy day. I Wait, flew this, can, I, can I say what? something? This reminds me of, have you ever seen the show Naked in the Wild or something like that? It's called Where They're Stranded. <laughs> like, the last episode, like, it sounds just like you right now. Like, I have been on... <laughs> I've been on this island. Have you been naked on the island? I have my laptop in my lap so that, like, I make sure that I don't, you know, put my dick on the on the internet. But I just got out of the ocean, so I'm I'm drying off. I'm sitting on my terrace, so I'm naked in the wild. Yeah. Cool to do my last like. This is like my my last uh, evening of like I don't know, not not exactly meditation or sort of, sort of like you know you know just a rumination on everything that's happened over the last few months. And I've probably talked to Bianca more than anyone else throughout this time. Bianca and Magda, 
but Magda, I talk to more sporadically, and Bianca kind of gets more of my day to day, I guess. Um, and how about? Uh, so I texted you just now. The first cases arrived today in Paris. Yeah. Um, but like, for sure. I left New York. I mean, uh, that's what they said. I don't know. I didn't like dive too deep. It I don't was just know if like, I believe it. I don't believe it. Well, there was there were there were kids here who had had it right before yeah. they got here, and didn't like actually social distance or anything. So there's been like people just don't give a shit. You know, people are just. I don't know, for today, for some reason today in the group chat, everyone was flipping out. I don't know why. Because they were saying all the same things that I said months ago about not renting to, you know, tourists because you're going to bring in the virus. But what's so crazy, just sparring all that shit, like, uh, we don't need to, like, go backwards. But what's just really wild is, is two things. One, I left New York the day it got back. Yeah. And I'm curious, the day, like, I don't know if it'll get back. I hope it won't get back. But the day that it's like coming here, it's, it's just like it's yeah. so crazy. The other part of it, like, do you remember early March when I first got here, and I was mm -hmm. only supposed to be here for two weeks, and we were all debating what I should do if I should go yeah. to Oaxaca, if I should come back to New York, Miami, or Los Angeles, or Italy, yeah. all these different ideas. I don't think it's gonna get here. I said I think Correas is gonna be months behind. I think there will be a second. So the only thing I was wrong about was I thought that uh, August would bring. Watching well, no, yet. I thought that we would be. I thought that it would take till July for New York to figure out how to deal with it, and then the second wave would hit. We never figured out how to deal with it, <laughs> so uh, it's still going. But. I timed it. I said I would come back. I, would, I, I said, like, the, the earliest I should think of coming back is my birthday, and it's next week. And I said that in March. I said I, said I don't think things are going to get normal, not normal, but, like, stable at all till September. Everyone was like, oh, no, like, April will be fine. And I said that Mexico would happen later. And they, it would be behind. Now Mexico's doing California numbers. They did 8,000 today. Oh, really? And I'm leaving. Yeah. It's I've so stopped looking at numbers or anything on, on the I just looked just now because I wanted to see what I was getting into tomorrow, you know? I haven't looked. You and I are probably the same. You know? I haven't but... looked at anything in a while. Also, just because, like, now in the U.S., like, no, nothing's even getting reported to the CDC anymore. It's just, like, I don't know. Weird. It's very weird. I did just yeah. go get tested. I went to get tested though, like a week ago, and it takes like 12 days to get the results. So it's kind of what? I'm going on Sunday and finding out like right away. Well, I went to City MD, and I think they lost my. <laughs> I don't know, because like going I thought I would have something back right now. What? I'm going on Sunday, and then I'm going again on Wednesday. To get tested. Yeah, because I'm going on Sunday so that I could find out if I had had antibodies. Yeah, I did and both. But also with the, with the antibodies, what I've heard is you could have like even had coronavirus, had the antibodies, then no more antibodies. So even if you get, it's like, it doesn't really like, I don't know, it doesn't really tell you that much because I think the antibodies give your system also. 
yeah, I, I just want, you know, I want to be as informed as I can be. It doesn't mean I'm going to start, like, making out with, like, Raya girls because I can I have the antibodies. <laughs> I will feel more secure, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna well, I'm still waiting for like my it. test results that I think CityMD lost, and they just scared to tell me they lost them. But every time I call, they're like, it's going to be another five days, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm going to like the, the doctor that I told you that I have, you know, my family thing with the, uh, you know, the end of the world, like bunker mm-hmm. doctor situation. Um, I, I could have gone somewhere else where they do give you faster results. I just honestly went to like the closest, easiest location to me, you know? If you want to just tag along, I'm sure they'll test you also. I don't really want to get tested again. I didn't even really want to in the first place. I just did it because I was there. Because I get it for free. I got it for free also. The whole city gets tested for free now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that's also why it's taking so long to get results back because it's just like... Everybody, yeah. But anyways. Is it uncomfortable or do you just like spit? I mean, honestly, yes. But that's because I had like a nose infection. <laughs> TMI. But it was, yeah, like the sticking the you tip up your nose is not. <laughs> it's like not horrible, but it's definitely not pleasant. And like I had like some sort of like sinus infection or something. So like it was definitely unpleasant, but it was okay. I prefer the blood, like the antibodies, the blood test. I don't mind getting blood drawn so that was fine um blood test anyway this week so i'll have them do both yeah yeah the blood i want to find out if i got any stds what i said because i want to find out if i got any stds (laughs) 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 um but no the blood test was fine it's like regular blood test drawn the other one somebody freaked me out about it they were like at first they were like they're gonna like put this q-tip on your brain basically and that's not what happens like jared told me that and i was so scared to like go get tested he was like they stick the q-tip all the way up to your brain <laughs> that's a lobotomy that's a lobotomy it's literally like, lobotomy. it goes into your nose imagine, yo, imagine the whole, whole country is like lobotomized because of like covid that's the conspiracy <laughs> The Jews have different noses. The Jews have, have our, our nasal cavities fucked up. So we're trying to exploit that. And we're getting everything lobotomized so that we can control all the things. <laughs> can you stop? That's going to be a controversy. Um, no, but it wasn't that bad. It's just definitely like, it's weird. It's a weird sensation. It feels a little like a stinging, weird sensation in your nose. That's definitely unpleasant. But you know, manageable. Um, and what else? I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I tried that last week. Um, so what's hope been your... What? Back. hope you get the results back. What? I hope you get the results back. I hope so, too. I mean, I talked to them today, and they said that by this weekend I should have them. They were not lost. I believe I thought that they were lost because everybody at, at CityMD, I'm putting CityMD on blast right now. I actually love CityMD usually. I think that they're overstaffed and overworked right now, like understaffed and overworked. Yeah. 
So like much love to City of B. Thank you for the free test. And they didn't lose my test. They found them. They're just not ready yet. <laughs> but uh, anyways, let's continue the conversation. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> what were you gonna ask me? You were asking me something before. I'm what? You were like about to ask me something. Oh yeah. So what do you think about when you sit on your balcony and look at the sunset? Like, what's your oh. like a general recurring thought? Uh, um, it depends. I mean, I I do it in different ways. So sometimes I wake up. Depending on. So I've been in so many different flows since I've been here. Uh, I I've sort of like different routines because I haven't, I, I, as, as long as I've been here, there hasn't been any, like, it doesn't feel like any, con like, my body has changed so much. I came here sick, really sick. And I recovered over this time. And I'm still, I'm not 100%. Like, I still, my skin is a little fucked up still. It's probably yeah. the best, you know, in my modern body. But uh, it's still, like, I still have symptoms. Um, and I have a broken foot for the last month that's just healing mm -hmm. back to swimming. So my flow has shifted so many times that, like, this spot that I'm sitting has had different meaning and activity throughout. I, I was thinking back to when I first got here. I had a routine where, uh, so I woke up and it was cold every day and that hurt me so I, I i purposefully slept in every day and i didn't yeah. want to come out until the sun came over the hill yeah. i also feel like when you and were first i would there, be able to wait i'm oh, sorry i feel like I when you were first got there you were in like fight club sean mode <laughs> like that was your vibe i don't know like the movie i, mean, <laughs> like I, know, the I know what the movie is <laughs> that was your vibe. <laughs> you were like, like I'm gonna work out 24 7 and starve myself. Oh, I <laughs> did for a little while. I know. Starved. I never starved myself, but I did work out a lot and then I That's broke better. my foot. Um, yeah. But I had like ups and downs. So I worked out a lot and then I got into good shape and then I got sick again. You know, I had a skin flare. And so that's what I'm saying. So I had these like moments where like, I was just like nonstop, super lean, like building myself up. And then like, I got hit by my, by a flare. And then that's a downtime for like, and then it's like a month of, of like up and down. So that's happened a bunch, you know, that's been this series of up and down. And then I got back into exercise and I broke my foot from barefoot so from exercising barefoot yeah. so then the last month i've been like nothing and now i have like now i'm back to like you're gonna see me like i'm not flabby i'm, I'm still lean but i'm like no <laughs> definition i'm done i'm like nothing. i think that honestly though your face looks better like you can be chubby no, I'm joking. <laughs> but like you're not <laughs> yeah i'm just being stupid but um no, I no, but you, you seem more rested. You seem like very rested lately, and like your I skin looks am. really healthy. I am, yeah. My skin feels as good as it's ever felt, you know, in my modern body. Like as I can, you know, dating back to since I've met you. Like I don't know what I don't know how my skin felt ten years ago, you know, before 
yeah. symptoms really started. But uh, no, I, I mean, I'm on a, I stopped going in the ocean, but I didn't need to moisturize or anything mm-hmm. for the last month. Fine. I've barely put anything on. And now that I'm going in the ocean, I'm like, I'm like golden. Um, yeah. I feel amazing. Like if I stayed, I'd just be like a normal person. Hopefully yeah. going back to work in the warm, I'll be good all the Yeah. It's also been pretty nice and humid here and stuff. So I feel like it helps the skin. Um, my skin flared up a little bit too, but it's kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know feeling um in my fingers yeah it's still like on and off it's weird you get it at different times for me like the warmer it is for me usually it's usually it's better it's fine with the warmth i just honestly think it's kind of like how we're talking about that like regardless of what you do and like how well you eat and like how healthy you're being whatever sometimes you just get flare-ups and so you can't like you literally just have to just accept it because otherwise you drive yourself crazy and like, what did I do different? Like in this past weeks and maybe you've done nothing different, you know? And it's just to be, I don't know. There's so many different things that I feel like caused the eczema to flare up and stuff. I think that maybe my immune system was a little, I had gone to Savannah that week when I had the flare up. So I think also just, even though I went to a climate where I usually do better skin wise, I think it was just like, it had been a really long time of just like, not leaving New York climate, you know, that it still caused like a little bit of a like, oh, what's going on? Even though I was at the beach and I was like in a humid, warm place where I would usually like never have any problems. But I don't know. It definitely was not stress or anything that I felt like could be in front of me, you know, emotional wise. Yeah. Um, so it's weird, but that's why I think that like with the skin stuff, it's we just have to like, like what happened? It's like what we like, do I get, I'm at such a good Okay, I can't hear you for a second. No, just, if I stayed here, so we talk about these things and, like, we don't know, just the way that I feel right now, a flare mm-hmm. so far, and I know that we both know that flares happen, like, even when you're not stressed, even when you're eating well, even when you're sleeping well, it can happen anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, I just wonder if there's a way to make me so healthy. Like, I feel like I'm always at 75%. Like, I always have one of those categories fucked up. And the flare happens, and then I get destabilized. But what if I was actually at 100% all the time? Like, what if I wasn't stressed in warm climates? Yeah. Ocean, eating well, sleeping, like, exercising, doing all the things all the time for you know, a year for like a time, not two good months, you know, because that's generally what I do. I give myself two good months or something like that. But I I gave myself this time like almost six and I'm at a really You're at a really what? I'm at a really good level right now. And I feel I feel like even with a flare I would, it would, like, it would dip me from, you know, 100 to 85. Yeah. And be at 85. Yeah. And what if, like, we weren't living 75? That's kind of what I think about this whole city and, and, you know, running around and all this stuff. All this stuff that we take for granted as, like, 
we have to do, you know, um, like yeah. our schedules, our diet, our incoming chaos, stress, like we take that as granted. The people, yeah. people that we wake up talking to, you know, all these things, we take that as granted. And then we work from there. So we, yeah. we have this idea that like, when that comes, we'll get thrown off and we just have to limit it. But what if we can actually, like, I've just successfully, you know, my dad was kind of talking about this when I was talking about like the Rockaway stuff, about like what my next move is. And you know, the one issue with the Rockaway thing is that over the winter, like, do I find a sublet? Cause I, I'm not gonna want to be there. So, you know, and then that's a stress thing. And he was saying, you succeeded at eliminating all of your stress things. The problem is I, frankly, I've succeeded at doing that because I asked my parents for help. Like I wouldn't have been okay without them in this scenario. I straight up needed to borrow money from them. Like for, you know, the first time since you've known me, like I've been able to, like, I left my job and I, I've been able to figure it out for this Mm -hmm. whole time. And, you know, string one thing to the next, but that stop. So, you know, he's saying that and he's right, but at the same time, it's like, and then that's what I said to you after it was like, make this checklist of like, what are the important things? And you get as many of them as possible. And that's why I thought the Rockaway thing, it's like, so like Correus is not, you know, I can't do anything here. It's super, yeah. like, I, it's not sustainable. This was a yeah. this was the moment. So I don't know, but but it is but it is a microcosm of a macro idea that like if I do like it is we can eliminate all these things. Totally. I mean, I mean, I feel like with me personally in New York, um, my just like what I was telling you earlier on the phone, uh, I've just the, the fact of everything kind of going in, into shutdown. Um, and I'm extremely like thankful that I actually ha- started a new job like right in the beginning of this and I kept it throughout this entire time and I always had yeah, work, whatever. Yeah. So my, like yeah. all that stuff, I kind of, I was able to finally get myself to a much healthier place with just my like living, my st- like my, you know, schedule, my stability, like all of that. Um, but it goes back to what you're talking about where it's like uh, so much of everything that I was doing in my day-to-day life it was like very like oh but this is New York like everybody does that or everybody does this or like goes out it was so unnecessary like I've reevaluated my whole life in terms of like every like I feel like my energy and time have become so much more valuable to me because I've just realized what do I actually need to be happy and, and like feeling like I'm productive and successful and whatever and not in a way of like egotistically just so like I feel at peace you know with like life like I'm not feeling like a mess and it's very little and most of the things that I felt like you know before would be like giving me happiness or giving me like a sense of self they were actually very unnecessary and draining and just like not actually required to like to be okay you know and also just like over filling yourself with like too many obligations, too many things, too whatever. That's never, that's not actually productive at all. And I hope that this time has shown a lot of people that because you really don't need to like be in 24 seven places in a, at once, you know, you don't need to like have 
a million meetings going on every day or like this and that or whatever. Just do the few things that you need to do and do them really well and like actually have like the right conversations rather than 10 have one good one. You know what I mean? And, and value your sleep, your rest, your health, like taking care of yourself. I don't know. It's made me just like really, I don't know, in a good place with all, with all of that. And I don't know, I do am concerned for like what is going to happen, you know, when like unemployment benefits stop, which is like now. And that is for me, I feel like at least in New York, it's been, you know, definitely a struggle and hard for so many people. But at the same time, a lot of people have been on unemployment and able to like, in some ways, even like, you know, they don't have and they've been able to like, work off their credit, like fix all these things. But now it's like, okay, that's gonna stop. But nobody really has jobs right now. And like, a lot of things are still not open. Or are they going to get closed again? Or is like, is it going to go back to phase whatever? So that's kind of where I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. And like, how are, you know, people paying rent? Like what's, you know, that's kind of where it's like New York is going to, I feel like is going to start to get very, I don't know. It's going to be intense if, if it doesn't like, you know, if this situation as a whole doesn't like better itself, you know, in terms of people just being able to support their life because New York is expensive as fuck. So that's where the issue comes down to. I hear just like it's emptying out the city at least. You know, people are leaving. A lot, a of, lot people of people just left. Have to yeah. Go elsewhere and who don't have the money, you know, go home. Right? A lot of, a lot of people did leave, and and I think that there a lot of the people that haven't left are definitely contemplating like, is it worth it for me to really struggle to stay in this like one bedroom when I could have a house somewhere else for like what I'm struggling for here, you know. So it's like it's definitely for the for the 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 rent that I pay for my bedroom in my townhouse that I split three ways. I'm getting a bigger house by myself. Yeah. With a gigantic yard. On the yeah. Street. So I mean, that's definitely I think been a reality for a lot of people, and also just. Um, I don't know, a lot of New York has changed, like, you're gonna come back, like, you literally left in a very interesting way, I think, too, that your last weeks in New York were just super packed with, like, culture, art, amazing things, and you, like, touched all those bases, you touched all of them, and now I feel like you're gonna be kind of shocked, because you're gonna come back, and, like, definitely things have, like, slowly started reopening a bit and stuff here, but it's all different, and a lot of the city feels... All of my things are not... Yeah, they're not, but also, like, a lot of the things that are just, like, I, like, real New York, you know, like, old little shops, old restaurants, old places, they're, like, not opening again, or they've closed, you know, or, like, they've moved. There's a lot of weird, um, weird restructuring going on. Everything's outside now, which I kind of like that it's outside. It feels a lot more like Europe, (laughs) like, like, in the Lower East Side or, like, the East Village. But I don't know, that's not really sustainable either, you know, for the long term. It's so. sustainable if the population goes down, that's it. Like, if the density goes down, and mm-hmm. if that actually happens, then it could work. But that's, I don't think it's really Yeah. But I don't know. And then a lot of people, I also, um, this past week, uh, I don't know, I've just been very, I've continuously felt very thankful throughout this time that I 
was able to use this time to, to get to a better space within my own self. Um, and I just know that that's not the reality for a lot of people. A lot of people have gone emotionally very into dark spaces and that's also concerning, you know? It's like the mental health of like our country right now is definitely not in a good space. And I feel like it just keeps getting aggravated even more. And we don't have the infrastructure to actually, like our society's never, like the US has never been a society to be like, let's uh, talk about mental health. It's like, let's medicate mental health and make it worse and make it something that like, we like make money off of people being sick mentally, basically. And so it's, I don't know, it's gonna, it's not, I don't know. I feel like it's like a, calm, like it's brewing something that could really, I don't know, boil over has started to boil over i don't know it's it's weird yeah, my, my just hit me a few minutes ago like we were talking this morning how i woke up to this like shitty friend message on you know dm um and how one of my good friends i had like a shitty wait i can't hear you that well can you talk a little louder or like go closer to um, my yeah, um, um, we've just been talking. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you better now. Yeah. These people, there's a lot of, um, I don't know what to call it. It's, it's like a new phenomenon that People are just, uh, it's not exactly a mental health issue. It's like, a, like that's its own issue, I think. I think that, that everything that you said, you know that I agree with and, and I'm all about, but there's something else like separate from, like it's, it's, not, it's not, oh, this person has a disorder and it needs to be treated or something like that. That's not what I'm thinking. That's not what we're experiencing right now it's almost it's like a mer mercury in retrograde like my friend message like two friends messaged me just now about like crazy conversations that like one person who wanted to come here but like got in a everyone's like i i, I don't know people are just fighting and like people are yeah. scared and upset and it's the combo of all these things you know um People are afraid of getting canceled. People are upset at injustice. They want correction to injustice. Uh, yeah. They are upset about people not respecting, you know, the pandemic. They're upset about people making the pandemic too much. They're upset about losing their freedoms during the pandemic, losing their 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 economic uh, stability. Uh, they're upset mm -hmm. that they are you know, kept inside with someone. They're upset that they're kept inside without someone. Like yeah. so many people are having so many new issues. Yeah. And just like, they're not equipped to, like, I I'm just finding more and more conversations that are not about the thing that this, the person's feeling. Mm -hmm. They're just projected conversations and they turn into fights like like that's basically i got in this like shitty conversation today where i just i admittedly like i gave no space i just like was like i just shut it down 
and I have no patience for this. It was it was partly because like she hit me early in the morning, and this was my fr- this was my last morning, and this is a friend, yeah. so I didn't have her on general. I had her on like primary, so <laughs> I, I I see it, and it was like first thing of my last wake up, you know, and I was like mm-hmm. I was like I, I didn't say fuck you, but I want I was like no way, like that I I was like oh no, not engaging with not having this because it was just took. She took something that I said and she connected it to something that she wanted to yell about. Yeah. And then she wanted to act like she wasn't doing that. She wanted to act like uh, she was having, you know, sorry, I'm just opening up a dialogue, you know? Yeah. But it's not. It's, it's a fuck you. I want to teach you a lesson, but I'm going to say something else. And I feel like a lot of that is happening. And I, like I had two friends just message me a few hours ago about interactions that they had that just like made no sense. And they smell of the same thing of like, it sounds like the other person is projecting something that they're going through on you onto the interaction that is like totally unrelated that you don't even really necessarily have anything to do with. But you're there, and and you have yeah. to listen. And like, I found a lot of that. And I've never, you know, it's like we're at peak that. I don't know what to call it. It is. I understand what you're saying. I think that that's something that I've always kind of consciously been very aware of, in the sense that, you know, I guess it's a it's the way that I've always dealt with people in life. Is that the most most times when you're having a problem with someone, it's not even the problem. It's a problem that they have with themselves that they haven't healed from or addressed and they're angry about inside. So I've always tried to view my like interactions with humans in that way because it's never really like what you're doing at the table. It's all the history that came prior to that, you know, um, yeah. that causes the anger of whatever situation. So now it's just like we're in a heightened space of that because it's just like everybody's been forced to just sit in front of the mirror and look at themselves truly for who they are. And, you know, a lot of that is hard for people. It's hard to, to, to look at yourself when you're not happy with yourself or when you are still, or when you're dealing with things that are, you know, painful and that hurt and you don't actually have any of those distractions anymore that were your outlets to like run away from that. So when all of that's been taken away and you really have to just be like, well, I can sit in my room in my house in this isolation and I have to, and I'm forced to think about all these things that throughout my whole life that have caused me to, to feel this way inside and I can't run away from them anymore. That, 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 you know, I think that's why we've all come to this point of um, just, it's almost like a, it's like the water's boiled over in everybody's pot, you know? And, and now it's like, it's hard for people to deal with these emotions, you know? That's why it takes years of your life to be able to reconcile a lot of your, the beginning of your life, you know what I mean? Like we're all shaped from like our childhood and it takes us most of our lives to even get over that, you know? Um, and now we're just at, uh, the world has forced us to, to try to get over that and to, to come to terms with a lot of that. And so I hope that, you know, in the bigger picture, this can actually reset a lot of what was kind of dysfunctional ways of humanity and some certain extents of just, you know, running away from what was truly inside of us. 
um, and hopefully it, it can allow for, you know, change and progress and healing. But those are all, you know, conscious steps that, that, that we have to make as a whole and that, you know, people have to get to as a whole. Um, so I don't know, but I think that that definitely is why you're, you know, like these conversations feel like amplified and multiplied because everybody's been given that time to, to just sit in silence, you know, and, and that's been, I think, good and very hard for a lot of people, you know, there's been no running away for like six months, you know what I mean? And especially in New York, where everybody just escapes from everything all the time. It's, it's a city of like escapism. And now it's been, that's been cut off. Yeah, and I guess I stopped doing it a while ago. And yeah, you. I just, I just yeah. I've like been doing this for. A few I mean, years. it's hard. I think you have to also you get to you have to realize too that, um, you know, if you want to be you know there for your friends and like compassionate and understanding and everything, but at the same time, sometimes, you know, somebody else's problems you're not going to be able to fix or do anything about. So you have to just kind of. Be, you know, remove yourself from that situation. The more you try to say to like better quote unquote that situation or help them realize, it's almost gonna be like the more of a block you create within them, they have to realize themselves. And sometimes that means just removing yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the, you know, I gave you two examples. Earlier yeah, exactly. And one who yeah. I honestly like is a person who's like been my friend for a long time, but yeah. whatever, like, I don't think, I think this person's an idiot, like, uh, but, like, I've never had a reason to, you know, like, kick this person out of my life or whatever, mm -hmm. but I would never, like, not expect the conversations that I had, uh, but the other one is, like, like, I, I love her a lot, and mm -hmm. I, it, it's hard for me because she'll just, like, I know what, like, I'm her, you know, I'm her confidant for what she's going through. And then yeah. she'll just, like, shit on me sometimes. And I know why she's shitting on me. And it's yeah. like, I have to just be like, you know, I, like, I, do I just... You know, it's also, it? it's a lot of times, too, you know, we tend to, like, the people that we're closest to in life are sometimes the ones that are going to feel the most weight of our wounds, you know? And they're gonna feel the stings of like when you're in a bad place emotionally. And it's not because they don't love you, it's actually because they they do, you know, or that they're close enough to be able to be that way. So it's hard, it's like- No, it's never, it's not, it's not me questioning does this person love me, it's just no. straight up my band, you know, how much space do I wanna provide for this? Cause it's like, it gets into this, you know how I am. Like, I just shut things, I'm just like cut, you know? And, and she, I love her, but she does, for the same reason she's in the situation she's in. She's in the situation she's in. I, I told her when it was happening, yeah. uh, the relationship that has fucked her life, big time. Like, I, I was there when it was starting and I was like, well, just make this quick. Like, don't, you know? I'm saying this and then got married. Uh, 
and uh, more stuff. Um, so it was, it was like always this thing that every time it would come up, they'd be like, yeah, I mean, do whatever you want, but like, it's fucking stupid. Um, so that was always there. And I always loved her despite that she would do these self-destructive things, specifically with men, um, bad men. And so it's like, I've been there a lot, like at her side forever while she enters these zones of, you know, of pain and said, don't enter this zone of pain every single time. And she does it. And well, it's painful. And then, yeah. and then now she has, like, she has sensitivity that she'll own that it's a sensitivity, but then she'll flip out on me, like, in my opinion, at inappropriate times, at undeserved times. And if I say, you know what, you're right, actually, I should have been more sensitive because I know, you know, how you're feeling right now, then she'll get even more mad because she takes that as me saying that I am, uh, that's like the only way that I can apologize because if I apologize blanket like if I apologize objectively I feel like I'm placating her and I'm being like like I'm speaking to her like I don't respect her that's how you know like, like I'm dismissing it and I'm saying you're right you're right all right cool peace you know um, and I don't want to do that to her so the way that I do it ends up coming across to her as maybe patronizing or something because or an excuse because I'll say, you know, I understand that you're more sensitive to this because of what you're going through. Um, but it's, I, it's hard, like, I don't know where to draw the line of just accepting it and being like, you're right. And actually, I don't believe it. I don't think she's right. I think that she's in a shitty situation. Yeah. And now there's COVID and she's, you know, unstable. She's destabilized more. And it sucks. But... I feel, I've always felt this, that any time, like I've never, you know, when you and I would, would fight, I'm never just like, I never do that. I'm never just like, Bianca, you're right, cool, fine. Like, like let's just do that. Okay, can we you go to dinner? That, I've never done that. Would, that would piss me off though, because sometimes <laughs> I would want you to be like, Bianca, you are right, thank you, bye. <laughs> because I'm, well, I would, would get really, I would really stubborn. Right. No, you would never do that, like you don't, you would never really do I that. wouldn't give you the point when, when I'm wrong. What? I wouldn't give Wait, I, I wouldn't give you the point. I wouldn't give you the point when I was wrong. Do you hear me? Kind of. Would I I would not give you the point when I was wrong? I don't not really, because you always think you're right, and I always think I'm right, so. <laughs> it was never like, it was just like, okay, put the swords down on both sides. That's kind of like, it was never like, okay, fine. I'll like bow down. It was just like, okay, putting our swords down, nobody's head's getting chopped off. Let's continue. You know, it was more like, but I feel like I would never either. Like I was really, I, I think that's, like, I think that I evolved though because now I think that I'm better at like being like, hey, yeah, you were right. I acted like wrong right now, whatever. Then like, you know, I must I apologize about it. You definitely what? do that. You definitely do that. Um you you do mm -hmm. that. That's in a good way I'm saying. Yeah. Um but 
I, uh, something, you know, we're maybe a bad example because the way we were together was never, um, it was never, it never got, it was always, there was always something up against us. There was always an issue where I was upset about something where like I was coming for you or you were coming for me and you were making up for something or I was making up for something. We were never just even and regular for six months. That never happened between us. Um, True. So I know that this happened from inside of me. I know that there was never a time between us where we were together and I was just like Bianca. Um, things would always, you always like, other than there was maybe one window and then it got fucked up when I was like clean, I was like clean slate, maybe two. And then things got added and more chaotic. Maybe like in the beginning, like after Nick Cave time, I was like good and clean slate. And then when you said you wanted stability, when I moved in, when I moved to New York, that would have been I would have been able to do it, but you just said the word and I was ready. I, I had I had said to you forever, say the word and I'll be ready. And then you did yeah. and I was ready. Then it got more complicated. And yeah. at that point, then it became difficult for me to take anything at face value. So when we'd have an argument, I know, and this is not, you know, I admit, I would bring other things to the argument. and. Yeah that sucks yeah and we never didn't that we never what i don't think we ever both didn't do that at the same time like maybe you did it one time and i did it another time mm -hmm. and that goes back to you know the early part of this conversation when you said about all the chaos in lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I would say to you back then, like you would just like cry to me every, you know, here and there about stuff, you know, you would cry all the time. I know, I would cry all like, the time. Uh, I, you know, I'm not saying that to make fun. I'm saying that, you know, very sincerely. Like yeah, I know. I, it would break my heart. Like you would have a day and you would flip out over it. And, and I would, I had to adjust to that. It was the first time I ever, um, I ever loved someone who I, I respected your emotions, your reactions to those things. I learned them after a time. Mm -hmm. And then once I did, I respected them wholly. I, I had dated other people in the past who would have flip outs, but I didn't respect their flip outs. I knew their flip outs were like about other things and they were there I, I thought they were stupid i thought they were like materialistic or whatever um but yours i respected and what i wanted to do was i wanted to minimize them because i thought they were corporate they were worldly they were about stuff in your life and i wanted to just minimize that yeah. but i always like after i learned what they meant i always took them very seriously and it broke my heart every time i was just like i wish you could have a month without an existential threat yeah. yeah i mean and this is kind of crazy to say but for me personally covid was like this quiet time that you know how you're always like leave new york 
get oh. rest, yes. whatever. It happened for me finally. Like I feel really pain inside. Like I've yeah. never felt so at peace with my life, which is like never felt peaceful internally. You know, it was always like some some internal battle that I was struggling with, you know. And I think yeah. that all all the silence and all the just reflection and everything, it really allowed me to get to this new space. And I'm very grateful for that. And I know that um, what I feel like is hard is that for a lot of people, that's just not been able to be their reality for different, you know, reasons and whatever this time has been. This time has been like a hugely traumatic and um, displacement kind of time, you know? It's like, it's displaced a lot of people emotionally and mentally, you know? and physically um so that's where it's gonna i don't know how things are gonna move forward in that regard is that a little what is that a caterpillar yeah oh wait we should let's look in my symbols book real quick hold on take a take a screen grab well like what a curse that must be that quiet brings chaos that's so I mean, heartbreaking it is it well you know the thing that what it really comes down to is it that our, our whole life is you know everything in our life is, I'm, I'm upside down <laughs> wait hold on what i'm saying is that our whole life you know it it is all our choice in the end you know so the silence can mean peace or it can mean chaos, but it's a choice that you have to get to within yourself, you know? And... Yeah, I'm moving. I can't. Um, so here, do you want to read about metamorphosis in my symbols book? Because I think that the caterpillar is symbolizing that for us right now. So can I read it to you? Okay, fine. Metamorphosis. All mythologies are filled with stories of metamorphosis, of gods changing either oh, themselves. Good angle and good light. What? Yeah. Okay. Of gods either changing, of gods changing either themselves or other beings into human or animal shapes, or more often into birds, trees, flowers, fountains, rivers, rocks, mountains, or statues. From Greek mythology alone, Grimmel quotes over a hundred examples. In all Welsh and Irish literary sources, there are accounts of a sorcerer, either a druid or a bard, or either a sibyl, changing for some reason or another, a hero or a heroine into some creature, such as a pig, bird, or fish. Often, too, gods or goddesses affect such transformations. And in addition, there are droids who agreed for sacrificial purposes to change themselves into cattle. In Gaul, the priestess of Senna claimed to be able to change themselves into whatever animal they wished. Such temporary metamorphosis could, however, be clearly distinguished from metapsychosis, which in the strict sense of the word is transmigration, an utter and complete passing from one state to another. These metamorphoses may be to higher or to lower states, depending on whether they represent a reward or a punishment, or upon the ends for which they are designed. Zeus did not intend it as a punishment when he appeared before Leda in the shape of a swan. Such metamorphosis betray a definite belief in the basic oneness of being, outward appearance having a passing or illusionary quality. Changes of shape do not seem to have affected the inner personality. 
persons, generally restraining their original names and psychic makeup. From the analyst's viewpoint, one might conclude that metamorphoses rise from the depths of the unconscious and are shaped by the creative imagination as expressions of desire, guilt, inhibition, or idealism. Metamorphosis is an identification symbol and a personality and process of individu individuation who has yet to take on fully the role of his or her ego and realize the full range of his or her potential. See, soul. So I like that. And I think it kind of goes... What? Interpret it for us. Yeah. Well, it just made me think about what you just said, that it's crazy that silence can mean chaos for people. And I think that the this idea of metamorphosis is almost like um, the whole process of, of evolve, like the whole process of becoming from the caterpillar to the butterfly. It's almost like... Um, like getting rid of all the ants around you. <laughs> no it's it it doesn't have it, it, it's scary you know it's almost like it's it's being almost like wrapped within all your fears only to find out you come emerged a stronger human being so you don't ever evolve in an easy way it's it's you evolve in this like pinnacle state of like being suspended within your life and all of a sudden you realize you had wings and you could come out of it but you don't get to the wings just easily by you know being gifted them you get there by having to go through this silent state and like this seclusion like an isolation within yourself and then that's how you evolve so that's my tying the metamorphosis together with what we just spoke about um yeah that was cool what i'm gonna come back and make all my movies yeah i'm coming back with like hmm dragon energy <laughs> yeah you should my energy right now is like who's saying it uh someone said it to me fuck i can't remember someone just about like i i went i, I did my, my swimming has just been like i'm at like peak performance right now because uh, my body's feeling so good and rested from like having the broken foot and now the water's really like like it's really nice and um i i'm just like i'm swimming i'm doing things with my breath that i didn't do before so i'm like i'm going like extra lengths when i on my first dive and then i'm doing like half of my length out to the you know all the way deep like underwater and i'm doing it all in a sprint i'm doing the full box and sprint so you could see down here so imagine like that i do like out that way in back yeah. again and i'm doing it like at a i'm just doing it at, at like a pace and a breath like framework that i hadn't before no breaks i just like i'm going at like full speed um and that's how I'm thinking about everything. Like I wrote another movie yesterday that like I woke up and it came to me and I wrote it all in one sitting and it's like done. And we're, it's, it's like the perfect cap on my apartment. Uh, I want to shoot it at the apartment. I forget if I sent it to you yet. I'll send it, it's seven pages. It's like, boom, like, um, and it's so, it's like, I just, 
yeah, we're like all set up, and so I have two now. And then I think for the, I just wanna, I know that like like my big takeaway here is like I know that all these people are going through all these tricky times, and it's they're going through their metamorphosis still. I went through mine, and I'm like energy now and like i want to lift all my people around my energy i'll bear it i'll bear the state and create and i just want to fucking go like i'm so raring to go um yeah i just want to make stuff yeah well that's a great energy to be coming back with um <laughs> I want to do it for New York. I'm like, I'm, I'm like psyched about signing lease in New York right now. It's like, I'm a fucking New Yorker. Like, I was born and raised in New York. Like, yeah. I want to make some like, the Sakis and like me. That's it. Like, I don't know who else. Like, Sasties. They made, you know, they made the great, they oh. made the only great New York movie of like this era. Black Swan, I would say, is the other one, but I was, you know, that was, that was 11 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We need more. Totally. Um, and music is not going to do it right now. I don't think music is, is you know, music is not, uh, I think it's a film time right now. I think, like, that's what we need for the culture. It's not music because we can't come together and experience music the way that we you know we love to um yeah. it's not clothing not visual arts because it's like that's internet shit at this point you know but film <laughs> is something that we can all experience and come together and and be together totally. like what metrograph is doing it's have yeah. you done any like live screens by the way like on zoom no yeah. to be honest i've done like two zooms maybe at most or three i don't like, awesome. <laughs> like i do like, what are you talking about? Like, like, like someone what? puts a movie on and you time it. Some of them are actually um, like live streamed on like a platform, but sometimes yeah. it's just like you get 25 people together and everyone watches at the same time and talk I, like before and after. Uh, and it's, I don't know. It it's really I, haven't, I haven't done any of those things. Um, well, like, imagine, like, think about this. Imagine <laughs> if I, in my backyard, I set up a screen and I think you should totally do that. No, I think you should just set up a screen and like we have like an outdoor movie theater. And we host dinner and a movie at my house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like imagine if we also connected, like we had someone doing that in LA. Yeah, that could be cool. And we had someone doing that. That could be cool. How cool could that be? Like what an amazing like for film. it, yeah. it doesn't work with DJ loud sets. It doesn't even work with the whole, with live music. Cause like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, I'd rather just, I watched the Nick Cave thing twice last night and like, yeah. it's all right. Like, I don't really care. Like I didn't, I'd rather just watch Nick Cave on YouTube. But watching films together and sharing like the culture, yeah. like my Aaron Hillis did this thing last night where he had the director surprise everybody after like a, you know, a cult movie screening and yeah. everyone like flipped out about it. They loved it so much. And Metrograph doing that right now. They're starting a new program. And I think it's going to be amazing. So I don't know. I think like films are like I, I was talking to my people, you know, my company about uh, the clothing stuff today. And we're like ready for launch next week. And I was saying like, yo, like 
10, 20, 30. Like those are going to be the quantities of orders we get. Like I can't, I don't know how to talk. I'm going to talk to like the CEO like tomorrow or, or Monday and like talk marketing, but like, how the fuck am I marketing my shit? You know, it's like, yeah. so I'm making films. I just want to make films. Like everything else I do feels stupid right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as film. a designer, I have no desire to be making clothes right now. I know, you've um, told me that a bunch of times. It, feels, yeah. it just feels like not the time for fashion. Uh, even for art, it just doesn't feel like, I feel like right now is a time of, you know, reflection of having talks of growing each other and I think that that's why with film you really do that it gives you that you know film allows you to have that to start that conversation with the person next to you that could change your like mind your life you know film puts those seeds into your into your head both good and bad you know that's why I think that there's a lot of stuff too that yeah 100 percent you can watch the old guard on Netflix and you know lose your whole sense of reality (laughs) <laughs> yeah you know i haven't like, watched netflix since i left your house oh my god netflix. Netflix, <laughs> i definitely yeah. did go in a spiral of like netflix and never wake up for like the month of march <laughs> like i didn't leave netflix the is ever. built for depression <laughs> it is I mean, let's let's be honest right it is literally i was never like i literally would just watch like one thing after another and like watch entire shows and like i was yeah. it was bad it was it's like, and you're mark like I'm, all the points on a timeline of a depression cycle, and mm-hmm. we got content for that. That's, yeah. that's I'm not saying <laughs> like all. I think Netflix is incredible, and I speak all the time about how you know Netflix blows mm-hmm. everyone out of the water. But let's be real, you know they are psychoanalyzing the anxiety <laughs> and depression of the youth of America. Hundred percent. What? Yeah, hundred percent. Agree. I only ever watch TV when I'm depressed, and I just go away. <laughs> and you know, I don't even have it. My house, and there's no light, and you have nowhere to go. You know, <laughs> I literally and, and was like, like huge projecting. You know, I was in a cave. I literally I was just like, watch because you use my Netflix. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> what the stuff that I watch? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you what's the thing that you've caught me watching that you like embarrassing. I just hope no one sees me. It's all embarrassing. <laughs> like, no, it's not all embarrassing. It's some of it is probably. It's like why is she watching um some like horrible like I don't even know. What's the most I'm trying to think what I've got obsessed with? I don't even know. I, I it's been it was so long ago actually, because you actually <laughs> What? No, you, you actually, I don't even know. You haven't watched it for a long time, like you said. It's I haven't. I definitely, I, you know, when I was at your house, I, I was watching it for a long time now. It's been like three or four months. Yeah. Like, you weren't no. there since you, you left in April. No. And I stopped, I mean, I have a Netflix account, but I stopped, like, I just haven't watched any TV. I mean, and I don't have a TV. I have your mini projector, which dies every time I try to watch something. So it's like... <laughs> The mini one, it doesn't last a whole movie. <laughs> it's so sad too because it actually gets really nice and big. And like my wall is like I have a whole big white wall, so I can get make like I like to make my room feel like a whole little like world. Like I had a phase where I was just projecting like underwater things. Yeah, you showed and me. And it's awesome, but it dies after like 45 minutes. So it's you just like. No, it doesn't play while it's plugged in. I, I've tried. I know. I've done. It's true. 
then you're doing something wrong because I've done that. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, well, I'm gonna go now because I'm gonna film some stuff. What are you filming? Uh, it's some, so we already did this, but we're redoing it. Um, my roommate is just like filming uh, this video for his friend's band. And we ended up doing this actually really cool scene. We have like a really big, like old ele elevator here, but it's like giant, like it's like the size of a room. Like can, it's made like, you know, for like putting in like tons of instruments and like art shit and whatever, but it's all like exposed. It's like a really old elevator. So we put all these cameras in it and like, film, we're just filming like these, a few scenes where we're redoing them, but it looks really cool. It's very like, I don't know, like it's really cool i'll show you i'll show you some stuff it's very like um well the shot the, the thing the shots that we're doing they're very like uh kind of like film noir monica Bellucci meets david lynch meets like it just looks cool but the elevator shot especially so we pretty much put a gopro at the very top and then have been like filming the whole scene going all the way down to like the bottom so it's disappears into like this darkness it's like a really cool shot actually um but we're redoing it with newton documentary came out today what came out the helmet newton documentary oh really at point yeah it came out today maybe it's like a clip i want to watch that yeah, yeah. Exactly. maybe i'll watch tv one day wait what you said monica bellucci and david lynch and that's yeah. helmet newton true 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 um, wait, I was going to tell you something funny. Uh, I still, like, I think that you sent me one meme about, like, girls that don't have TVs in their room, and I always oh, think about that. I don't know why. That's, like, one of the memes that's, like, never left my head. Because <laughs> I always am, like, damn. This is, this is true. <laughs> and it's funny. Okay, but I'm going to go because I have to put some makeup on and, like, turn shoot. into my, in my character. I'll show you how it comes out. Yeah, send it to me. Mm -hmm. It's really cool, actually. It's been um, fun doing it, but we're reshooting it. Um, but yeah, anyways, have a safe flight. Enjoy your last, the rest of the last sunset. Beautiful. And I'm going to try and do sunrise swim before I leave. Cool. You should do like a meditation. Yeah, like full with like water on my body. Yeah. Light some candles. You should light some candles. It's Shabbat. I have my candles lit, look. Shabbat, I've been lighting Shabbat, them since the new moon. Hold on. Where is the thing? They're like right now. You're and like, my sunflowers. Fire, my ex-girlfriend. All of them. What? All of my, all of my ex-girlfriends become super Jewish Orthodox, you know? Well, I mean, I don't know do it for Jews. I just did it for I the know, new but, and I also like, these are not the sunflowers that I started germinating. I'm not gonna pull the sunflowers out because I looked at them earlier and I don't wanna cause the little babies to have stress. But um, <laughs> like if I, if I move them too much, you know, they get stressed. So they're like, they started coming out though. It's like little snakes right now. It's so cool. It feels like weird because it's like, oh, this is like creating life. Interesting. They look like sperms right now. Stuff to make for my, for my yard. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have plenty more sunflower seeds. Um, I planted. I mean, I'm growing sixteen we right need now. To get, like a whole thing. We need to probably buy like um. Yeah. The 
I don't know. And so, you know, the good thing about sunflowers is if I'm reading about them, they are very, in, like, they have a lot of endurance and they grow really well in most places. Like, they, they're not picky. They don't need they special soil. Or what happens? So they do, I don't think they fully die. I think that, you know, like, after they bloom and stuff, like, eventually they go through their whole cycle, you know, like, uh, and the animals just eat the seeds and stuff, basically. And then I think they chill out for the winter or maybe they have to get covered, but you have the solarium too, so we can bring, I don't know. I don't think they would fully die. I think they would just be like kind of covered up, you know? We'll, oh, like, we I, got time. we'll find out. You have a solarium too, we can bring them inside. <laughs> I'll root them. Oh, I mean, but they're very- ideal. like if I really stay there, it would be amazing to like put a shitload of stuff out there, like really make it like, Totally. totally. Well, I'm going to become the sunflower. I'm planning to become the sunflower guru. Okay. Research. <laughs> I'm going to go on Sunday, by the way. If you have anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, think about, well, I'll talk to you before then, obviously. But think about like what else I should look out for and just checklist of like my final decision. Okay. Thing. But he totally. said he's holding it. Uh, did someone else applied, but they don't want him with me. So okay. it's mine for the, it's mine cool. for the, yeah. It I think it's, honestly, I, uh, I was like, yeah, what? no, nothing that I think that, um, like right. off the top of my head, I don't think there's anything else, you know, that concerns me about it. I think it's a really great space and has potential to become a really just like beautifully unique and like special home, you know? You just have to like, uh, you know, make it that way. And I think you can, totally. It's like a little gem that just needs like polishing and like getting it perfect, you know? But it's super, it's definitely a special, and it has a really nice energy. And I think because all the monks were staying there, it has a very clean, like nice energy, you know? And it's super full of light, which I think is awesome because you were in that, in like the cave. You were in the cave for like two years or three years. So now it's like, no, you are going to be in LA and I stay on the beach. Mm -hmm. And I stay, I mean, I just, I love, you've never, you never came with me to LA, but uh, they sold it. Um, mm -hmm. you from there. But the, the Abbot Kinney place that I stayed on the top mm -hmm. floor, I've been staying there for like 15 years. The, well, I mm -hmm. in, but uh, my friends who have this, that beautiful, you know, house. Mm -hmm. And when I would stay upstairs and have 360 degree light when I wake up, yeah, and, and double terrace. That's what this. That's what this house is like. Yeah. Every window gets light, and I think it's also because you literally yeah. have that giant plot of land next to you with nobody, so you have nothing blocking the sunlight from any direction, which is beautiful. Yeah. And you yeah. get a full like from sunrise to sunset. You're going to be getting sun in the house because of the way yeah. the windows are. It's awesome. What I have right now. Right now, uh, until 12.30 p.m., I don't get any sun because yeah. I'm over the, over the hill. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I get amazing sun. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for 360 cool. days. Cool. All right, Okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, I have to go get ready. And um, I'll, I'll talk I'll see you to soon. Yeah, and I'll, I'll see you this week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Have a safe flight.